I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking. What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back to episode 109, guys. we got Jim White, Dave White, and Dave Weldon in the studio today. How's it going, everyone? Hi, everybody. Morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Seems like a long time since we've been here because we recorded last week a day early. Yeah. Just, just feels off. And it feels good to have the studio back since there's no more construction going right. on up here. Right. Yeah, it's awesome. You guys ready to do the pledge? Absolutely. Sweet. Pledge allegiance to, to the, the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. You guys know what 12-7 is? December 7th? Absolutely. It's a day that will live in infamy. I know you know because you told me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you knew. Come on. Tomorrow is Pearl Harbor Day. Uh, so the pledge is especially nice today. Uh, JR actually pointed out that, that a salute to all the WW2 veterans and their families as a December 7th Pearl Harbor attack anniversary is upon us. A day which will live in infamy. Cool stat here. America's oldest living vets. Of the 16.1 million who served, just over 119,000 are still living. And that would be the World War II vets. Wow. So, wow. 16.1 uh, million. Yep. I had no idea that many people served in World War II. Crazy. The thing is, I guess you'd have to try to do the math. That 119,000, those aren't youngsters anymore. <laughs> no, I think that number will shrink. Right. Yeah, they're all... Pretty, pretty quickly. Mid think. to upper 90s, I would say. Exactly, yeah. Dave. I mean, I know the... Like the the last one seemed to be like 101 or 102 that I seen pass away that was like on the Missouri or was on a ship or something. Mm-hmm. He was the last of the crew on on that group or something. You know what's amazing of that 16 million? Everyone knew someone or had someone in their family that served. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, little towns were decimated. One person may have been drafted, but you know the other 500 volunteered they didn't even have the draft then did they Dave? no i was just going to say people jumped at joining the uh, service ranks in in those days and because of pearl harbor they came in and stomped on us you know yeah Yeah. Uh, i know my dad and his brother both enlisted and uh, my dad would be 100 if he was alive today he he turned 100 this year yeah i have to i have to recheck it when you're talking about towns or whatever being decimated little little places to live i don't know if it's tucson or arizona itself but i know there's signs and i think that's the 
the largest group of Purple Heart recipients are oh, from wow. are from Tucson, Arizona. Wow. Is that because is that they retired there, Jim? You know, because they talk well, about the blue hairs living down well, there, Well, that, right? that could be, huh, Dave? Yeah. There, there could be an anomaly there. It could be, but do you get the Purple Heart living or or, or if you're dead also? Um, uh, definitely dead, I think, right? Yeah, um, yeah so they're... You can get it living. Both, but I mean, yeah. sometimes you're awarded the Purple Heart, so it'd be a good question, Dave. Are they... Oh, I see what you're saying. I got you. They're, I got you, they're yeah. Purple Heart recipients, but they're no longer living. Sure, right. and I, sure. I don't, yeah. I don't know that. Gotcha. For sure. You know, you think of all the, of all the places in the United States that Tucson has the largest Purple Heart. You know, and Population. I need to fact check. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, I mean, could you imagine something like that happening today? And the population we are today, we would never get that many volunteers. No, I, I just I truly believe that in my heart. Mm. You know, there's so many things that are that are, yeah. It just we're a we're a pretty soft country. Compared yeah, we to suck. Back, you then. know, there was quite a bit of uh, people jumping on the patriotic bandwagon after 9/11. Yep. It brought people together. Yep. Oh, for sure, yeah. Dave. Now look I mean, at us. You know, our if, our soil was attacked. Yes, right. Right? Yeah. Same yeah. same yeah. with Pearl Harbor. I think if it happened again. And we went to a full-blown war like World War II. We would have a lot of awakening to do. But think about it. I, I remember reading an article of, a, I think it was a Japanese admiral that said it. He said, you know, beware of the United States. I've seen them build cars. And they're going to build tanks and ships just like that. And we did. Yeah. My grandfather was a lieutenant colonel in the Army during World War II. So shout out to my grandpa. Mm -hmm. Julius Buddy's Wick. Yep. All right. And now we build electric tanks, Dave. We have to plug in when we go to Russia. Yeah, so. if we went to war, people would be fighting with their bongs and their... Never mind. There's a, there's a meme yeah, out there. Yeah, they're drones. Right there. <laughs> Did you say it would bongs? Be a, bongs and... Yeah. Like B-O-N-G, bong? Yeah. Don't, don't shoot me until you identify what I am, please. There's be another... a clone war, just like in Star Wars. You can't shoot me. I don't identify oh. as oh, a Oh, wait soldier. a minute. I, I want to take FMLI before I go to war. <laughs> but I can sign up for nice. Sweet. There's only one road running through this studio this morning, and that's the low road. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Well, I can't pull over to a rest stop. There's no place to plug in my truck. Dang it. Darn it. But you could go use the woman's bathroom while you're there. <laughs> Man, Jim's going to take... Well, he can't use the bathroom. He doesn't know what he identifies yeah. as. Huh. Yeah. yeah, middle of the road. Middle of the well, road. He should be able to use both. <laughs> no, he should have his own. <laughs> Those should be UFOs, unidentified flying objects. <laughs> I'm just going to pray. <laughs> Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. Good segue, Jam. <laughs> we pray for the safety of our fleet, all of their families, and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and in making a good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free and that we all make it back to the comfort of our homes this evening. We pray for healing and 100% recovery. For all of our family members that are ill, and no matter what, we trust you, God, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Definitely need to read the disclaimer today. Er <laughs> er earlier possibility. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you hear on today's podcast is not my opinion or JFW's opinion. It's just Jim White's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the men in this room's expressed 
opinions. What if it was more than just an opinion? It can only be like an opinion. Maybe a directive. Well. Or written and signed. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's a pay com announcement. So. Uh, last week episode, episode 108, had 597 downloads. So not super impressive there. We are at 57.4 thousand total downloads, holding steady at 221 followers. It is time for the Dad Joke Challenge. Drum roll, please. Who wants to go first? <laughs> I Well, let me see if I can find it on my phone because... Tony gave me one, and it was, uh, he thought it was on the edge of possibly not being able to be done, but mm, huh. I, 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 I thought it was, I thought it was okay. A little edgy? Yeah, but it was, it's not, it's more, a, it's more of a trick, it's a, it's a trivia question or not a trivia question, but anyway, I'll, I'll just do it. And we'll, Sounds we'll go like a conundrum. It. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you can touch me anywhere with your finger. And I'll get turned on. Hmm. You can slide something inside me and out of me. <laughs> this is not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> you can also keep going until you ram me at the end. What am I? A chimichanga. Now pull. Pull all your minds out of the gutters, right? Well, a PC <laughs> if it's got RAM, I mean, right? Yeah, I was thinking light switch, electrical outlet, some along those lines. Computer, it, an it, end dump. It would, it would be iPhone. A, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be a typewriter. Oh, uh, what's that? <laughs> Ask your grandfather from World War One. It was, it was, it was from Tony's grandfather. His grandfather used to get him with that one. Uh-huh. That was his grandfather's joke. So thanks, Tony. Whether it was appropriate or not, it was. It was funny how you it, think of things and yeah. what they really mean, right? It ended uh-huh. good. Yeah, did it. All right. <laughs> Since we're ta- kind of talking about light switches and stuff, what's the difference between a regular Gatorade and an Amish Gatorade? Regular Amish. I don't know. Amish Gatorade has no electric lights. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> Courtesy of Big Country there. Yeah, yeah, that's that was John. a good one. Yeah. I, did a, I did get a couple from uh, Jimmy to Villagrana, but I was saving them. Uh, he asked me if I wanted them. I said, I got some. Just give me the punchlines of this way. I could ruin their jokes. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> did, but, uh, did you guys hear that Jim called me in his office? Earlier this week? Nope. I was in trouble. He said, this is the third time we've had complaints about your attitude. And I said, uh, he says, do you know what that means? Doing a good job. I said, it must be Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. (laughs) That's good. Well, I got two dad jokes. One's from my daughter, Bella. And then I got one from Rico Christensen. So Bella says to me the other day, dad. What do you call a deer with no antlers? A doe. <laughs> Pointless. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rico gave me one. Let me see. Uh, I'm not going to pull it up. And he said, uh, Rico says, uh, don't throw false teeth at your vehicle. You might dent your car. Oh, <laughs> denture. denture. <laughs> <Ba-da-ba>. <laughs> True dad joke. Yep. 
All right, new employees. We got John Jordan and Paul Chavez. Welcome to the fleet, man. Welcome, guys. Welcome aboard. <clears throat> yep, welcome. Is the new mechanic starting this week, or is he starting next week? Uh, you know, I don't know that. Next week it is. He sent me an email <laughs> saying he could start any time, and I said, Mikey, your guy. There you go. <laughs> Give Mike. him a call. Sweet. Celebrations, anniversaries. We got Coleman Omar hit one year yesterday. Man, it seems like Coleman's been here a lot longer than that, and I'm not trying to be funny saying that time is dragging, but he's just a guy that's gone out and done a lot. Right. He you just know, he's done so guy. much and go-to guy, and yeah. And then we got uh, Joanne. She's hitting three years tomorrow. What? And, yeah. <laughs> just remember her on her interview day. And then Anthony Hopper hits three years this Friday. Wow, so, very cool. Yeah. Congratulations, Congratulations, everybody. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, congratulations. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Birthdays, uh, Amber informed me we miss Andrick's birthday on November 21st. Oh, no. She said to make it up, she will sing him a happy birthday song later. And then uh, Edward Cabral, his birthday was on the 3rd. Happy birthday, Edward. Rich Trujillo was on the 4th, which was, uh, what, two, Monday? Uh, let's see, Sergio Portillo, his birthday's today. Linda Frazier has a birthday the 8th, and then... Anthony Harper, his birthday is on his anniversary wow. on the ninth. Happy birthday, everybody. Yeah, yeah happy, happy anniversary, birthday. everybody. Yep. That's kind of funny. Linda's, I don't know, the first couple years, it always ended up our Christmas, Christmas party. party. It was on her birthday yeah. or a couple of times it mm. did. So I know hers is in December. Mm. Well, happy birthday today, Sergio. Yep. 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 Yes. Happy birthday, everybody. Family. Happy birthday, everybody. Yeah, we got some good family birthday celebrations. Um, Isaiah Sands, he had a birthday on the 3rd. Along with Benjamin, which is uh, Aracio's son. Then uh, James Gallegos, his daughter, Liliana, and Evan Hunt. They share a birthday on the 7th. And then uh, <clears throat> 12-8, Yasmin Mendez, which is Cisco's Re Cisco Rez's significant other. Happy birthday. And then uh, Yaziel, which is Gerardo's daughter. And then uh, Ermias, Paul Chavez's son. They have a birthday on the 9th. So... Happy birthday, everybody. Yeah, lots of family yeah. birthdays. Yeah, That's happy birthday. Makes me want to have a party. Mm -hmm. Me too. Like maybe we should have our Christmas party. <laughs> nice. Which we actually oh, no, are. That's the health insurance. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas party is December 29th at 1 p.m. So I look forward to seeing everybody there. We got some good food happening. We got a pig roast and barbecue or brisket and... Yeah, they're serving the whole pig, right? Jim? Yeah. They're bringing the whole thing in and slicing it up for us is yeah. what I understood. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's Friday the 29th, everybody at 1 p.m. Love to have everybody there. So I mean, I hopefully know. it's more than one pig. I, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it, yeah. if that, I mean, I know we, we got enough for everybody, right? We turned in the amount, but do you think yeah. it takes two, two pigs? I don't know. I might be first in that line because I want the baby backs. Because <laughs> <laughs> it'll be. Interesting if they did like they did it at my wedding, huh, Super Dave, where they have the, the head yeah, with the apple yeah. left in it, looking That's at cool. you. <laughs> when I lived in Florida, we've had a, a few pig roasts down there, and it was always pretty wild. It's pretty cool. So they do the sand one where they bury it and then put I, the big palm leaves be in Florida and stuff? I've been one where it's in the ground, and I've been to one where it's on a, a rotisserie. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, like a spit? Yeah. yeah. Spit, yeah. there you go. That's what I meant. So, good stuff. Which one was better? Don't remember. I, had a, I know I had a good time at both. Couldn't tell you what happened, though. <laughs> that was back in my days. That was alcohol was good. Sure. 
And I think they had a big. Yep. <laughs> uh, speaking of Christmas, our annual toy drive is getting close. We're going to be delivering toys on December 14th. Yep. So make sure you get your toys in. We're starting to get quite a bit of toys. I was going to say where they're at, but we don't need to tell the world where they're at. <laughs> right. So keep bringing them. Yes, if you guys if you guys can bring some more in, like Jam just said, we do have uh, quite a few that has been brought in already. We've we've went out and, and collected a bunch, and then we'll go around and collecting from all the rest of the the donators there and the people that contribute. But yeah, if you can if you can afford it, it, it does. You know, I know I mentioned it last week on the podcast, but it, I think it really changes a, a young person's life. Um, that that's not as fortunate as all of us. No matter right, no matter how much we sit here and complain about about things and about what we're doing, we're there. There is some people that are a lot more unfortunate about us than we are. I guess not about us, but than we are. And we need to look at the silver lining once in a while too. I love that. Well said, Jim. I have a feeling there's even more families in distress in this time because of inflation and how much everything costs and. You know, I think it's got to trickle down not only to paying your rent, but also to buying the kids Christmas gifts. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. you know something that was super cool. Gilly was here the other day with his son, rode with him, and they brought in the gift, and his boy was able to bring the gift in and give it to Linda. Ah. And that just warmed my heart, man. Yeah. I thought that was just so cool. Little Gilly, man, he is uh, he's becoming pretty popular around yeah. here. He's made some friends. He's got a lot of high <laughs> fives, and you know he likes. Yeah, his- and his son too. <laughs> sorry crazy. gilly i couldn't let that slide man i couldn't let that slide his new his new thing is saying oh my gosh well he says oh my god but he he'll, he'll show you the phone and he'll be like oh my gosh <laughs> that's cool yeah cool kid man but speaking of people needing help this time of the year and it is hard man it's between inflation and all the things happening the price of gifts and I mean, it's crazy. Like, me and my wife setting a budget for our daughter's gifts. She threw out a number, and I thought we were buying a car. I'm like, <laughs> what in the world? But money Yeah, does, but then if you look at the price of the car, you're not buying a car. Not buying a car, yeah. and you're really not buying too much other, other things, too. So, <laughs> right. that being said, we have somebody at JFW that wants to stay anonymous, that wants to help people that are in need this year. So, if you're a JFW employee, and you want some help, you know, I know sometimes it's hard to ask, but if you need help getting your, your kids some gifts or you need food for the holidays, uh, if you're comfortable, just shoot me a text or email. I'll get I'll get in touch with this person, and they want to they wanna give you some help. So, Or if you know a family. Or if you know a family, yeah. So. Then, yeah, perfect. I mean, we'd much rather help out our JFW family first, but, yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, and... I know we're talking about gifts and bringing gifts in and stuff like that, but it, it, yeah, one of my favorite commercials is the one that it, it airs every year, and I think it's Hobby Lobby um, is is what the commercial's about. But it's the I think it, it look it looks it's set up that it's a single mom and she's a she's a nurse nurse or a healthcare person. She goes off to work. Her her son's sitting there, and you know the they can't afford this is the way they set it up and. You know the laundry's not folded and the tree's not very well decorated and all this kind of stuff and he he goes and he pawns his like his games or his Game Boy or whatever it might be and and gets enough money to decorate the tree and he folds all the laundry and cleans the house up and puts a bow around the laundry basket as the gift when the mom comes in the house you know and it just always gets to me because it doesn't yeah. it doesn't have to be about toys 
you know, right. and it doesn't have to be about, you know, a lot of other stuff. You know, we've commercialized it and stuff, you know, and I know we're talking about it, but this, this anonymous donor on here, it's not about, the, you know, possibly get a, getting somebody toys, but just the plain help. Yeah, uh, that could, that can go for any anything. anything. Yeah. Could be food, you know. Could yeah. be clothing, um, you know. Maybe it's maybe that's the, you know, uh, uh, the mental stress of trying to to pay some bills. Could be a fuel uh, tank of gas. Yeah. What, what do you need? Yeah, it yeah. just could be anything that you're in need, and and you know, I I feel like I need to give a, <laughs> a disclaimer when we talk about disclaimer. I, I hope somebody that wouldn't take advantage of that situation either please be a person that right. can really use some help it's not it's not it's not a joke right you know it's not it's not funny right so yep all right shout outs jr had a bunch of shout outs for this podcast first one is for 0092 chris moore jr went on a ride along with him and he was actively using his phone via google voice all hands free never touched or look or took his phone off his mouth so good job that's the way to do it there he can uh, I, can i just interrupt that on that so i don't so yeah. i don't forget Jim, you could interrupt anytime you want i appreciate that i appreciate yeah. that so my new pickup i'm thankful to have my new pickup all this <laughs> other stuff and it's it does amazing things things that i can't even dave had to come out and ask me if it did this because scooby told me him that a light came on and sure enough a light comes on so when I've hooked my phone up to it, somehow it's just going through Google, and I just, this is going to end up being a complaint. So I go, I push the phone button on the steering wheel, the dash lights up, you know, it's got the little blue and red things for Google, and I say, call Dave White. Calling Dave White Chevrolet. And <laughs> <laughs> to save my butt, I can't get it to call Dave. It's only Dave White Chevrolet. So I'm glad the Google Voice was working. <laughs> That's funny. This, this time, because I, I can't get it to work in my pickup. It's, it's uh, change, change the name to Brother Dave. Yeah. I was <laughs> uh, say, put I'll, get, I'll get Brother Dave's barbecue or something. Watch. I'll, <laughs> the Reverend Brother he Dave. Just, he just hasn't let it ring through to the dealership and asked for me. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I'm available on Thursdays, Fridays, every other week. I just think it's cool that the younger people always teach the older people how to use this stuff so i'm glad scooby could help you guys out. <laughs> wow you said it does everything i was gonna say does it cook your breakfast while wow. you're driving in in the morning uh, it's there's probably a button for that dave and i haven't found it yet so sorry yeah not to interrupt but yeah well, i just wanted to say that probably I'm, could pre-order uh egg mcmuffin on your way and you just gotta swing in and pick it up right right, right. Wow. yeah so i'm i'm glad the google voice is working <laughs> Next shout out from Siri JR. would be able to call Dave. <laughs> uh oh! <laughs> wow. Go, go with the go with the, the shout out. Did champion. you feel that? Siri, Siri is good. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Got a little Android versus iPhone war going up here, but you know you don't really need a fight when you know you better. So. <laughs> <laughs> Next shout out from Jr. is for Double Twenty One Norman Curtis. Didn't know I was there, but si no Norman didn't know he was there but set up wrong to back into one of the bins. Instead of pushing a bad situation, he realized he had three trucks waiting on him. Instead of being in a rush, he called out on the CB that he would go around the plant and try again so as to not take time away from the other drivers and or feel more pressure to back his trailer into a bin to dump. 
Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Good decision. Great yeah. stuff. Good decision. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of ways to do that. You could either be cool on your stool and not feel the pressure and fix it and get it done. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to really not feel that, to go around is great. Because what we don't want you to do is, like JF said, push your position, have a backing accident. And then, man, backing accidents get expensive real quick. You know, you back into a bin. I mean, it might. You as soon as you hit that wall, just figure three grand right away. I mean, I just don't yeah. see him being cheap. Minimum, yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, that brings us back to you, the old Jim Smith, the driver we called Squirrel. He would do that every time, and I would pull in the plant and I say, "No, go ahead, Squirrel, just go ahead and dump." He'd be no way. Uh, he would pull out, and it didn't matter if it was one truck or ten trucks. Yep, he got did one load a day. Yep. Just uh, kind of. Got too nervous, I guess, when somebody was... Let me tell you something about Norman Curtis, since we're speaking about him. He's excited. I get text messages from Norman, just super engaged. Hey, I got this question on how to do this. Hey, is it okay if I do that? What do you think about this? You know, just super engaged and excited and just happy to be at JFW and wants to do things the right way. You know, so shout out to Norman Curtis for myself as well. Very cool. Just to let you know, though, Norman, typically after 6 p.m., I shut down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just kidding. I mean, if I can't answer, I won't, but good dude. Next for JR, 0027, Freddie Powell. Hey, bud. Every time we're having a conversation (laughs) in the shop or outside at the fuel aisle, he's in a great mood, and best yet, he says hello to everybody he hasn't met and introduces himself with a firm handshake. I love that part with a firm handshake. Yeah. That's so cool. Yep. Next shout out from JR is for 0070, Omar Reyes. Omar completed, oh, Omar, oh, did, had a complete 180 on his Samsara score in driving habits. Instead of being last place and getting alert after alert after alert after alert for speeding and following distances, he's created safer driving habits and has not lost the load in doing so. Also looks more relaxed and less stressed or tired when he gets in every afternoon. What's his score, though? Like, I'd love to know what his score came up to. I could probably look that up. Maybe Either I'll... way, good for you, Omar. Yep. Yeah, if he You improved. took some critical information and, yeah. and used it. Yeah. And that is that is just, I'm so impressed by that. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is a this is a young man that he had to face some changes and, and is doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's just... Wow, that is that is powerful. Good for you, Omar. I'm proud of you, buddy. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And not doesn't sound like it was a detriment to his to his income. You know, at I all. Mean, I mean, right. And, and you know, all the yeah. pieces are there. More relaxed, less stressed. The the whole bit. Welcome to the club. Yep. And in a, a one eighty. <laughs> and what his score is, Jam. I mean, a one eighty on his on his Samsara score. I mean, he should be 100%, basically. I'm finding out. <laughs> I just shot JR. You don't think this me. show's live, but it's almost live. It's <laughs> really recorded live. Te- text, <laughs> text close to being live. I'm, wait, I'm waiting to walk in one day and have like a phone mount here and we're being recorded, you know, with like, have you seen all those shows? And it looks like they have like, like the makeup mirror with the light uh, around it, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like oh, the halo. all of us. Yeah. Yeah, we got a halo at my house to take pictures of items or plants or whatever you nice. want. Uh, it just really gives it some good nice. light. Or you. Uh, I don't really take a lot of <laughs> selfies. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny that the halo light I just watched a TikTok and and 
uh, she was going over like makeup or something. It popped up on my TikTok, and the lady's like, "Okay, so this is what I look like with the light." And she goes, "It hides a lot." And she turned off the lights, and I'm like, "Whoa!" And she goes, "That's you know, she was just, it, it, the light does a lot." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was real. It yeah. wasn't a joke. She it, didn't like substitute like a horse. Or something. <laughs> no, no, Dave. It was it was real. I think it was advertisement for like eye bag serum she or laid something. A couple you know, pieces of salami on her cheek. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, this covers this right up. <laughs> She's got yeah. butterface. Yeah, because you you run across <laughs> you want to cr- run across those, and those are just they're just real normal people. They haven't. It's not all fixed, I right. guess. Uh, Ricky DeLeon, good morning, Jam, and everyone listening. Quick shout out for today's podcast. First to the leaders, brother Jim and Dave, and also to everyone on the steering committee. Thank you for everything you guys are doing and planning on doing. I'm sure those meetings aren't easy. Thanks for always making things better at JFW. Wow. Awesome. Thanks, Thank Ricky. you, Ricky, for all you do. Thanks, Absolutely. Yeah. With a smile. Yep. yep. He's Rick, just like Rick, Freddie, isn't he? Ricky is service with a smile, man. Always happy. Yeah. All right, so I got the information we're looking for. Uh-oh. Omar Reyes. Uh-oh. The month of November, he was a 94. Six days into December, he's a 98. Woo! Yep. And what was he like four months yeah, ago? I was say. He's in the red. He was last place. He yeah. was in the low seventies. Like, oh, wow! Wow! Yeah. Yeah. Good so, job, Omar. Yeah. That's just man. Yep. That is fantastic, buddy. Very, very proud. Taking the bull by the horns and getting her done. Yep. All right. Uh, this is kind of a shout out for JFW. This review is on Indeed, and uh, it was titled. Best job I've had so far in my life. And there's some questions that Indeed ask, and here's this this employee's answer. What is the best part of working at the company? Answer, they make you like you are working with family members, very positive workplace. They guarantee work all year round, no matter what the weather. So disclaimer, or let's just drill down on that a little bit. (laughs) JFW has never laid anybody off in the winter. We do work year round. We don't shut down. We don't say see in the spring or anything like that we don't guarantee everyone's going to work every day because if it's snowing and people aren't doing construction plants aren't using material we're probably not going to work okay Mm -hmm. but yeah we do work year-round so yeah i know i know you mentioned that that we talk about that in the, the podcast but i think we've also done a lot to you know the snow crew yes the snow removal you know the pto I mean, there's there's days there that if you plan it right, you could use those days for the winter stuff. Yep. And, you know, a little bit of the disclaimer, too. I mean, if we don't get any weather, we have work. Right. That's that's always been the thing. That's the reason the yep. spring is so busy because yep. it, it stacks up mm-hmm. and you can't get to it. So, yep. yeah, good good comment. Just not like you said, we need to drill down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, just and, need to clarify. Yeah. You know, we don't want drivers coming in saying... Indeed said you guarantee I'm going to work every single day through the winter. Yeah. No matter the weather. No matter the weather. <laughs> and, and yeah, and there's still that, you know, the group that take advantage of it, and they take the day off. They call in, take the day off, which just leaves work for everybody else. There's right. so much, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, so many different things that contribute to that. Hey, speaking of that, and I'll get back to this review, shout out to Frank Clare, okay? So today we, have, uh, we don't have a lot of drivers off. I think we only had two time off requests for the day. We have spare drivers. A lot of drivers are doubled up. Okay, Frank Claire didn't have a truck assignment, so he was like, "Hey, is it cool if I take care of some personal business? I got some appointments I could go knock out." 
But here's the thing about what he did. Frank Clare lives in Bailey, and he drove here this morning. Wow. To make sure that's okay. Didn't want to call. Didn't want us to think he's full of it. Hey, I'm here. I'm ready to work. If things aren't really busy, I do have other things I could go do. So, I mean, that is above and beyond, in my opinion. Absolutely. Right there is a team player. Yeah. That's the culture. That's the person you want here. That's... I, I bet he puts his shopping carts away. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Can't. I have to ask him. That. That's he's, way, he's mean, definitely creating honest value for those we serve. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I yep. mean, a little bit of discomfort for him, but so much value for all the rest yeah. of us. You know, I mean, and then it ended up being value for him for the rest of the day. I mean, it was a no-brainer for us. Like, yeah. Wow, you drove down here to Belly to ask for the day off. Yep. Yeah, you got the day off. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Good job, Frank. Yep. Uh, next question: What is the most stressful part of working at the company? No stressful part. You always have options. <laughs> <laughs> and jokingly earlier, I said, well, we might want to drill down on, on that too because some people <laughs> might feel a little stressed. <laughs> right? I didn't have a choice. <laughs> what is the work environment and culture like at the company? Answer, very positive, family environment, educational. What is a typical day like at your company? Start at 5 a.m., do your schedule, be, holding, be heading home about 4 p.m. So just great, great indeed review. You know, and honestly, it said former employee. Like, I don't know who it was or hmm. why they're not here, but they had a really good experience here. So, well, if you're listening, thank you. Yeah, I mean, right? that's a, there's a, there's a lot of honesty yeah. there. And maybe shoot me a text. So I know who mm-hmm. who wrote it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the discussion. I like to call it the meat and potatoes. <clears throat> I got to back you up. I have a couple shout outs. Oh, what are we waiting for? Let's do it. <laughs> um. Hey, I just wanted to thank everybody for attending the meetings uh, for the open enrollment here. I know it's part of the discussion here, and I wanted to back up. I know Ricky gave that shout out. Uh, the group this morning, Ricky was in, and uh, I didn't. I was, I was here for the group yesterday morning. I wasn't here for the one in the afternoon, and uh, the group this morning was a little bit smaller. And I just, you know, kind of had a discussion with everybody if the the meeting was educational, if it if it was worth even having, did they did people get a lot out of it? Because the the information we 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 spit out a lot of information, a lot of facts. The gentleman Jorge from Cigna, you know, spouted a lot of stuff. Here's here's five different plans. You can do this and this and this and this. And then he gets to our vision. You know, goes through that really quickly. Get, goes through the the eye eye part of it, and you know, the vision part and dental. And it was just a lot of information. And in the group this morning. Um, you know, I took a little bit more time and went over some of the stuff, and I think that's the reason Ricky gave that shout out because he he realized, you know, and and everybody in the group was like, yes, this is important. Yes, we get it, because um, the the group yesterday morning just seemed to be so overwhelmed, so it was over the top of their head, so much information. I'm going to say disengaged, but you know, maybe that's the four o'clock in the morning. I know, I think it was. Uh, JR that said, you know, the afternoon group's a little more engaged and maybe we need to switch things to the afternoon because you're just, you're just getting going in the morning and, you know, to go over five insurance plans at 5 a.m. is just more than what the, your brain's, you know, set up for. So I, I thank everybody for attending and, and if you were involved and asked questions, it's fantastic. Um, so, you know, if we're, if we can improve those though, I would love to hear some feedback. Um, you know, information or, or, or anything, um, 
you know, and I, I know it's part of the discussion, so I won't I won't go into that on some of the other figures and facts I want to touch. But thanks for everybody, you know, showing up and and if you you know if I ask a question and you you got your answer, I appreciate you being engaged because it's it's an important part of JFW. Maybe that's what I'm rambling on here. It's it's so important to the leadership team to to me and Dave to JFW. But it's back if you if it. And no matter how much money we spend, if you don't use it, it just seems like such a waste. And that's the only thing that's a bummer about it. And but, man, if you have something happen, how how important? What I mean, it, it's life changing because you couldn't afford it. Yep. Yeah, I like to. Well, going to do shout outs. I want to speak <laughs> into the meetings though, because. I, I'm just going to talk about it now. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too, Jim. I just want to thank you for everybody being as engaged as you could possibly be in, in trying to, you know, find out about your insurance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't want to cut off what you're saying, Jim. I was just going to say, I know you have the the three guys listed down here for discussion. I was going to do them as a shout out. I just it doesn't matter. Are we going to make it part of the discussion? I mean, are we sure. all going to discuss it? Okay, then yeah. I'll wait. All right. Either way. All right. They'll get their time. Yeah, the, the, the shout-outs are kind of rolling into the discussion, which you the, started. Yeah, yeah but yeah. Jam, before you know. we even get into the discussion, just speaking about the meetings, honestly, like sitting through those, you know, we definitely need to do something different next year because it was – Jam, we've said that for 10 years. But we but, We've but, added all of you to the freaking program. <laughs> what are our damn options? What do you mean? To have the meeting? To make it more For the engaging? insurance, to make it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the actual meeting. Yeah. yeah. We, it would be exciting if we had a better program. No, I think we could just make it more exciting as well instead <laughs> of having somebody there read off a piece of paper that everybody could read themselves. <laughs> like, nobody was engaged. You know, the the second meeting yesterday, yeah, people had questions. People were more engaged. But to, to, to sit there and watch a man read off a piece of paper, what we could all see, you know, with no explanations, to me it was just dry. You know, like after yesterday's meeting, I asked a couple guys, do you understand? Do you know how the coinsurance works? Do you know the difference between your deductible and your out of pack of maximum? Like there is no explanation of what the plans meant, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just think we could do better, you know, at explaining these. I mean, obviously Libby did a great job and I'm not trying to throw stones at anybody else, right? No, no, no. But it just... We could have done better with the actual meetings, you know. But also, if everybody listened to the podcast, we could probably just talk about on the podcast, explain the plans, and move on our way, you know. And and we uh, maybe that's the reason it seemed not as engaged because we talked about it on the podcast jam, so uh-huh. a lot of people understood. So there was no there was no need for more engagement, right. you know. But I I hundred percent agree, and I'm glad you said that about Libby and Jorge and stuff. I mean that's that's how they have to present it. Right. You know the the meeting this morning. I just ask everybody if they give me a few minutes. Not that they could all tell me no and leave. <laughs> nope. But, <laughs> right. Out of nope. Time. I'm, I'm out. But you know, just some of the questions, and I finally got some people to to engage, and everybody really seemed to understand. You know, I had a good, and I want to talk about it in the in the uh, discussion here um, <clears throat> with uh, Big Hungry Ryan. We talked about the different plans and kind of broke it down with the math. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because he said, this is what I'm leaning towards and this is what I'm thinking. And I'm like, you know, I absolutely agree, you know. And then and then Bob also uh, this morning 
uh, had some questions, you know, and was engaged and, you know, between the PPO and the HMO and, you know, stuff like that. And it was, it was, it was good, but yes. it, like you said, it could be, it could be so much better, Jam. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess uh, it would be so hard to do, but almost meet with each individual person here. Right. And have a discussion. So it was well presented and you could you you just you'd have a one on one. Right. I had one driver text me, "Hey, is a is a meeting mandatory?" And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> and then the response was, "Well, what happens if I don't go?" And I never I didn't answer him in time, but it's like go find out the information. You know what I mean? But I think there needs to be more of a of a class of what in what these things actually mean. Cuz sure same, it's 101, huh? Yeah, cuz the, the same the same driver at the end, I was like, so do you, do you understand the different plans? And he like pulled out the book. And I, I could tell he didn't have it 100%. Well, what's this? Well, what's that? Well, what You know what I mean? So I just think, yeah, an insurance 101 would be super helpful. And then people could look at the plans and make an informed decision. You know, like, oh, okay, I understand the out-of-pocket mocks. I understand this. I understand the coinsurance. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe the question on attending Jam was because it, they're just, like you said, they were just reading it out of the book, and it's not educational for them anyway. Well, that's kind of what I felt. Is like, you know, I told I told the driver, yeah, you got to be there, and I'm like, for what? <laughs> you know yeah, what for mean? yeah, no, that's that's yeah. the great point. Yeah, I, I mean, to I, me, I the only it. way they should have been able to opt out is if they weren't going to have the insurance, right? But they still should have been there for nice. Yep. You know, I that's mean, that's, <laughs> that's the money savings part of it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I feel we're so passionate because, I mean, this is $800,000. Right. Right? I mean, we spend hundreds of thousands of dollars every year on this, and it never feels good. Mm. No, that's it what... just It just never feels good. You know what I mean? It's, it is, I mean, you guys have heard me rant every year. Hey, can I clarify? I got to interrupt. It does, it's, you're not talking about providing care for our people you're talking about the insurance companies bending you over yes that's what you're talking yes. about yes thank you for the clarification dave <laughs> it's i am not complaining about our people i'm complaining about the process and how it gets applied i mean you know we're already sitting here because we're not happy of how it was presented to our people mm-hmm. and we hired people to help present it to our people <laughs> right and again, that's not throwing a shot, Jim, but I right. understand what you're getting at, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, Libby and Kristen and Kendra, and they're rock stars. Right. I mean, they truly are. They're professionals in that field, mm-hmm. but there could be a better way to do this, yep. right? You Can- know, and, and I guess where we get passionate is that mm. I just look at that dollar amount, and it's, it is like, OMG, man, this, this is what we've got. Right. Y- you know what I mean? And we're... It, it, it's frustrating. I mean, yeah. you, you you know better than anyone how I feel about it. Yeah, and I want and, you to clarify. And, and we, want, <laughs> we want change for right. next year. We want a different change for this year. Everybody's heard us talking about trying to get self-funded. And when we get to that level, mm. everything is going to be so much better. We feel the things we do, we do pretty damn good. When we're in control, it's usually better. Right. You know what I mean? It doesn't yes. matter what the system is. Once we have it figured out, we're usually pretty damn good at it. And I, I guess that's the next step. That's mm-hmm. where we need to be. And that's that's us explaining how our system is going to work and how we're going to attack it and what we're going to do. Yep. You know, and I, I just, I feel that's where, wow, we would we would be good. Yep. 
you know? Yeah, I seen you get passionate there for a second, and I was like, <laughs> you know, we weren't talking about the same exact thing. But we weren't, that, and I apologize for that. Oh, you don't need to apologize. I wanted you to clarify what you've already done, and sure. I see where the passion comes from. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's a frustrating thing to, you know, have meeting after meeting after meeting, come up with this benefit program, and we still have other things that, that we want to do. You know, we're not done yet. And then it's just kind of like, well, here it is. You got, yeah. you know, $2,500, $6,000. But, but I do have to flip over to the other page too, you guys, because these are things you have to deal with in life. Not everything can be fireworks and roses. And right. I'll go for you, guns and roses. You know what I mean? I it, never it, like them. It can't be that exciting, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just things you have to deal with, right? That just... They're not exciting, but you have to figure it out. You have to listen to it. Sorry it wasn't exhilarating. Sorry it wasn't exciting. Right. You know, as far as that part goes, right? But it's it's something you need to participate in. And, you know, geez, if we can do it in a better way, next time we will. Yeah. You yeah, know? I guess I guess that's kind of what I was saying. Like, how do we make presenting health insurance benefits exciting? Right. You know? And right. that's something we'll have a chance to do next year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and you're, I mean... It's going to end up coming back to being a little bit political again on, <laughs> on my statement here, and I want I want everybody to really hear what I'm saying because you can, you can't really do that. Is so when I when I did the math, if you take our vision, our dental, and the cheapest plan, it is twenty one dollars and fifty four cents per week out of out of the drivers out of everybody's paycheck. Just Basic, Basic, right? Plan, the cheapest, vision. twenty bucks a week. But you, but so you, are, you could look at it this way: less than one load for the whole week. Exactly, Dave. Exactly. Absolutely. So it, and you get a lot of coverage. Mm -hmm. Oh boy! If you're an advocate for yourself, if you participate, if you look in network, if you do all the steps that I talked to talked about this morning in in the last meeting. All right. So let let fifty two weeks. That's one thousand one hundred and twenty dollars and eight cents for the year out of the driver's pocket, okay, hmm. for all this insurance. And I, I think it's a lot of insurance, all right? I, you know, and then and then that doesn't include, because it's not coming out of your pocket, the nice that we just added, all right? Sweet. The sweet, right? Right? We're <laughs> sweet. That's that's the, that's the next nice. insurance. That's how we're going to make it better for next year. We're going to get sweet. We're going to have our own app. It's called Sweet. <laughs> so, so you have all that, you guys. Sweet and, for truckers. And what what Dave's talking about is the 800000 so the cost to JFW is $337 a month for each employee. Mm. And you're only paying for for all of that and I I, I the 337 is just the um, insurance. I don't know if it covers the dental and, and Yeah, that vision. was just health. Just health, okay? So if you if you go through all that and that that includes the 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 drivers and I I mean I know there's the office the mechanic the wash bay all the other stuff and and somehow we get to a figure of about eight hundred thousand dollars is what we're spending on health insurance JFW is you know in a talk in the steering committee and and this can't happen so let's not because it's going some people are going to key on this and come to us and go that's what I want to do okay what if we took that eight hundred thousand dollars and just gave everybody a raise. Split it throughout the company. Mm -hmm. Do you want that or do you want health insurance? Mm -hmm. That's a question. You can you can put, you know, I hope people don't waste it, but you can buy a new truck or you can have smoke more cigarettes, you buy more beer, you can get more food, <laughs> you can have nicer tennis shoes. I don't know what that 800000 split would gain each person individually. 
But this is where the political piece of it, we can't do that because we're required by the federal government to supply insurance for our employees. And and that's what we're doing. So here's that chunk of money going there Whether where could you not do more with that money in your pocket? If you if you're an advocate for yourself, right. could you do could you do more important things with that money in your pocket than having health insurance? Yeah, so I did the eight hundred thousand. I just divided it by one hundred and forty. That would be fifty seven hundred fourteen dollars each, right? <clears throat> Some people could probably do something with that. You know, you could man, you could get a HSA, dump that in your HSA, and then be set for the years to come. And then have a fifty-seven hundred dollar raise every year, right? Except you gotta pay taxes on that, right? Sure. So that fifty-seven <laughs> sure. fourteen quickly becomes yeah. let's just do thirty percent. Oh shit. Good. But but <laughs> what I wanted to flip that coin because see you're, you're you're a proponent for the numbers you're looking at. Jam are good, right? They 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 feel good, you know. They look good, all right. But then let's take the other t- side of the coin. What if you need? What if something happens? What right. if you break a leg? What if, if you, you fall off the ladder? Fall off the ladder. What if you crash on your motorcycle? You know, get get COVID and and for God forbid, God forbid that it takes you to a ventilator. Have chest pain. You have to go to the hospital. Have a heart attack. Have, go to emergency with a kidney stone. Get get cancer. Right. You know what if all of that happens? That that's out the window. Those figures right. are gone. Done. Because you're you're you have such a hospital bill. Right. And I and I know we're living on the what if. Hell, that I, doesn't even pay labs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't pay for the MRI, Dave. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. one trip to the emergency room could be ten grand. A- absolutely, oh, you yeah. guys. So I guess that's the whole. We're trying to, you know, when we can't make it exciting, jam where we make it, or we're, not, we're not, because it is. It is so complicated, you know. And, and what is the best thing? You know, cash in the pocket or or covering a what if. I mean, I I choose insurance every time. Right. You have mm-hmm. you have to, and yeah. I guess that's did the, you twenty five years ago. Uh, well, I, I mean, honestly, I've always had health insurance, yeah, and I've always understood the importance of it. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, good for you. You know what we're gritching about right now is the premise that makes insurance work. Let's say you have a hundred people on your insurance plan, but only thirty people use it. All of those other people are paying for those costs right. for the cancer, for the kidney stone for the all of that and yeah that's, yeah yeah that's the principle behind insurance sure sure right. that's so, why we want to be self-funded though because exactly that's, once we're self-funded so everybody understands our premiums get paid to us yes right so if we didn't use all the money up on health insurance the surplus we get rolled back into jfw exactly JFW, that's more health benefits or you know just it just gets better and better and better and that's what we're trying to get and that's why we have nice and that's where I want you to talk Sweet. about nice, Jim, yeah. because that's the importance Sweet. of using that so that we can lower yep. our, our costs, our usage, our exposure. And that's what we're trying to do. So we're asking, we're giving you all great insurance, but we don't want you to use it. <laughs> that, right? I mean, that's what, but we want you, we want you to use it in that a better way. Sounds like the guy that hit Veronica. Oh, no, wait a minute. He didn't even have insurance. <laughs> and, and, oh, that guy. <laughs> and, and that's where we're. <laughs> I've lost my train. <laughs> Sorry, I don't Sorry, even. Sorry, man. That, so it doesn't matter. It's to, it. we want you to use the insurance if you need to use the insurance. But the first step of using the insurance is using Nice, right? Because that keeps our usage down. That's going to help us become self-funded. That's going to keep us from being hot, as they call it, right? So 
that's why it's so important when you get sick, the first step is NICE. If NICE can't take care of you, of course, we want people to go ahead and use their Cigna plan. But in the meantime, get involved with NICE. It's going to be cheaper for you. There's no deductible. All your legal dependents, your spouse, well, your legal spouse and your legal dependents will be covered from NICE, right? Which is a correction from what we said last week where we said anybody in your household because that's what we were told. Well, NICE went ahead and they changed that for 2024. So they got to be a legal dependent or your legal spouse. Libby did mention there may be some other 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 people included, you know, a domestic partner or <clears throat> common law married or something like that. So she's finding out that information. So just want to make a correction there. So moving on last week and the week before, there was two fatalities in the industry. I don't really want to talk about company names, but <clears throat> both very different, but both very bad. Uh, the first one to discuss, there was a uh, driver driving for a company that's that's known for pushing their drivers, and maybe they don't, you know, run in a, <clears throat> well, let's just say they run in a gray area all the time, or not even a gray area, they probably just push way too hard. Anyway, one of the drivers got fatigued, fell asleep, and uh, ended up crashing and killing himself. So, that was one, if you're tired, please pull over. You know, if you need to take a little nap, we're not going to be mad at you. Just let us know that you got pulled over for a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, get back on the road when you're rested. It's just not worth it to have a, to have an accident from falling asleep. Ray Ray sent me a video, asked me to pull a video yesterday. He was driving an I-70 and uh, a car hit the median. You know, the, the, the median grabbed his tire and next thing you know, you know, dust is flying. The car is moving backwards on the interstate. Wow. You know, just next to the to the wire rope or whatever. You know, and two things in my mind come to mind. I mean, anything could have happened, right? Maybe you blew a tire, but either A, he fell asleep and the median grabbed him, or B, they were texting and driving or being yeah. distracted. And same thing, the median grabbed him. So, yeah, definitely got to be uh, alert. So. Well, I'll tell you what, from personal experience, a 15-minute power nap makes all the difference in the world. Yep. You know, you just, you know, you're feeling really tired and you're you're on the verge of falling asleep. Go ahead and pull over, set the alarm on your phone, crash for 15 minutes, you feel like a million bucks afterwards. Yeah, and that has nothing to do with, like, running over hours or anything like that. You just may not have slept that good the night before. Yep. You know I, what I mean? And you're, Or you're just, you got a full night's sleep and you're still just tired. Right? Yep. Wow, I slept terrible last night. I take power naps at my desk all the time. <laughs> I have these glasses that have eyeballs on them. <laughs> you look at me, my eyes are open. <laughs> uh, the other fatality, really sad because, um, you know, I'm sure not everybody, but a lot of people seen the video of the other fatality. And that was uh, involving a mixer truck. <clears throat> mixer truck was at a red light. There was a disabled person in a wheelchair pushing himself backwards to get across the crosswalk. Got in front of the mixer truck right, right when the light turned green. Mixer truck drove and uh, ended up killing a disabled person. And it was very graphic and gory and, and just tragic. Um, you know, so you definitely need to pay attention at those red lights. There's a lot of talk about, well, was it the driver's fault? Was it the, the disabled person's fault? Because the light turned green, you know. We're not here trying to place blame on either the driver or the disabled person, but it was an avoidable accident regardless. You know, if that person needed more time to cross the crosswalk, maybe he could have got some help. Maybe he didn't need to go. Maybe the light was, 
the the walk sign was going for a while and he didn't start crossing soon enough. You know, as far as the mixer driver, maybe if he was watching the people in the crosswalk, but we weren't in the cab of that truck and we weren't in the wheelchair, so it's kind of hard to say what happened. But what I do want to talk about is just the the video went viral, you know, and I'm not necessarily say I'm not necessarily saying it's bad to share the video because people need to see what happened if they want to see. Uh, but posting it on social media or sharing it, you know, on public platforms to me is just disrespectful to the family. You know, if that was your your wife, your dad, your husband, your daughter, whoever, somebody you knew, you know, you wouldn't want that just going around and being shared. Even though other people are sharing it, you know, let's just have that JFW class and, and not participate in those type of things. Hard to do too sometimes, right, Jim? Yeah. I mean, I know when we got back from the from our little truck trip last week, you guys were all talking about it, and I I didn't have anybody send it to me. I didn't ask for it, you know what right. I mean? And I I haven't went and searched it out either. You know, it's, yeah. you guys all made it sound so horrific. It's like, you know what? I know what happened. I don't need to see it. Yeah, I mean, was, you, you gain nothing by seeing it, really. You know yeah. what I mean? But some people are interested. And, you know, I didn't ask for the video, and it's on my phone. Somebody was just like, send it. No, you know, no explanation, no like, hey, you know, just so you know, there's a fake tat like, right. just boom, here you go. You right. hit play, and you're like, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, like, yeah. You know? Yeah, it does make you wonder, rolling right into that, because I know the next thing on here is the, the 270 incident here that Jose had Monday morning. Yeah. And, you know, no one knows if that guy in the wheelchair was homeless or not, but Jim and I come into work this morning right down here at 56 in Vasquez. We sat there. Uh you know, those are big intersections, and you don't normally see pedestrians at them to begin with. But here's a homeless guy pushing a shopping cart at 4, that was 4.30 this morning. And no reflective, no lights on, no nothing. He had two white bags in his trash, in his shopping cart. And I think like, I don't know, a white bag tied to him or on a stick in front of it, something. And all you could see was the white bags. But he was crossing without a light, you know. The, the light turned without a light for him to cross for his walk light. The light turned green where he was crossing for the trucks to go across. Mm. And he had just gotten across and we spoke about how he literally disappeared in the dark. Mm. And boom, here come a, a, was that a transfer truck? One of the M- MBI. Yeah, MBI truck. And the guy was getting it to make the light coming out of the refineries because you know how short that light is. And the, the homeless guy, I, I bet the MBI truck never saw him, wow. never even knew he was there. And he was literally eight feet away, had just come through the intersection and disappeared into the dark. So, I mean, there's a lot of things going on with the homeless. And again, I'm not saying the guy in the wheelchair was homeless. I, it, no one knows, yeah. right? I mean, that'll maybe it'll come out later. Maybe someone knows. I, I, I don't care. You know what I mean? It was an awful accident. And leading up to Jose's incident here, I mean, he called us in a panic Monday morning, you know, on the phone. He calls Jam and he says, a person just crossed the interstate right in front of him. And when we pulled the video, it is an OMG moment. It's almost ghost-like. We think it's a woman. Her jacket, she has a white jacket on and she she's, she's running across the highway. Jose's getting on the on-ramp and she's, it looked as though she was going to cross in front of the truck and stops at the last minute and how we didn't suck her in the wind under the trailer when we went by is yeah. is unbelievable you know it's just I, I don't know how you prepare for those things 
Yeah, Jose had to pull over on the shoulder of the road for a minute and regain his composure. You know, it was kind of hard to... Right. He was shook up when he called, you know. I mean, a lady just tried crossing right in front of me. You know, we weren't sure, you know, if if there was an accident or she got hit, you know. But she was trying to time, it looked like to me, in my opinion, she was trying to time the traffic to get across 270 right in front of over by the TA. And it looked like she, she, she had an opportunity to go, like, lanes one and two, Right, but that lane three is where Jose was, right. and she thought she was gonna beat him, and ended up realizing I'm not gonna make that. So stopped just short of getting crushed. But yeah, she had a she had to clear that trailer. Our trailer had to clear her, you know, and her momentum going. Inches. Yeah, it looked like she was falling forward. Even like right, I should just probably post a video up on uh, on the reader board so people can watch it. But yeah, it's it's insane. I think since somebody wasn't hurt, Jam, I think you can put it on, you know, Facebook, post it that way. I mean, I, I, I don't know if there's any liability there, but I, you know, just talking about it, I don't think everybody gets the the severity. You know, we can talk about it all we want, but tell you see it in the video. Yeah, yeah, I'll post it on social media. You, you just you can't prepare for that, right? No, you, can, you can't prepare for that. No, no. I mean, that's one one glimpse to the right, yep. and you missed it. Yep. You know, and and that's doing your job, looking in the right mirror or yep. whatever the case may Man, be. That's just going to work. That's just getting on the interstate. That's <laughs> right? just trying to go get right. your first load. I yeah. Mean, You're not looking for a pedestrian. You haven't passed a car that's broke down. Yeah, there's no crosswalk there. over there. <laughs> right? <laughs> Crazy. Okay, well, moving on. Uh, we also had an incident up at Ragsdale yesterday. Super Dave, you want to talk about this? Ah, you know, it was uh, just another backing accident. Um, this one was a little different, though, because it wasn't just hitting a, uh, a stationary object. Uh, it was a stationary object, but uh, the driver backed into a conveyor belt, a ground belt. And so that affects the production of the plant. Um, you know, the the bottom line is don't ever back up, especially in the dark. And it was dark. It was the first load of the morning, but always forward. And, you know, Jam, you mentioned in our safety meeting yesterday, that's what they train you to do in the oil fields. And those are high, highly dangerous uh, situations. And, you know, uh, oil wells are dangerous places. I don't know if anybody listening has been on one of those wells. There is a lot going on and heavy, heavy, heavy equipment moving. And, you know, you could lose your hand in a heartbeat. But um, don't ever back up, especially at a pit, uh, at a traffic signal um, in the, well, you have to back up in the yard because you're backing into your spot, but you can't back up when you're working for an oil field service company unless there's a spotter. And don't ever be afraid to ask for a spotter. Um, You don't have eyes in the back of your head or on the back of that trailer. So... Uh, always err on the side of caution and ask for some help if you need to back up. And if you you don't, then don't. Yep. Absolutely. And you also want to report any incident that you have immediately, right? So something happens, and the driver did a really good job at that, right? The incident happened, we got notified right away. But don't wait till the end of the day, no matter how small the incident is. Tell us at the moment of the incident, we may, we may want you to wait where you're at. You know, sometimes we'll want you to stay there till we get there to, to be able to complete our investigation. You don't want to leave the pit. Don't just tell the loader and take off. 
we need to know about it here at the office to see if any further action needs to be taken. You know, ended up being a pretty big deal up at Ragsdale yesterday. There was a lot of damage. There was a loss of production. You know, uh, they had to have an emergency crew come in and do, you know, repairs to the steel, to, to the electrical. So, you know, we definitely want to have an opportunity to do a complete investigation. If you could just wait for us to tell you to leave, that would be best. Yeah, keep in mind, I mean, we don't have an a, a invoice yet, right? We haven't been billed yet for the damages, but... Don't want one. Yeah, luckily, because of the relationship between us and LG Everest, that their production costs invoice is $30,000 an hour. Yeah. So if they were down for two hours, that was sixty grand we just paid, yeah. if that were the case. Luckily, they were going to waive that. We notified them. They were able to get it repaired. You know, we just we don't have we don't have the cost of what it what it is yet as far as the repairs. But they were going to waive the production invoice. So yeah. supposedly, yeah, we haven't seen yeah, that yet. we haven't yeah, seen yeah. it yet. That'd be nice. So yeah, when you think, you know, oh, you know, it's just a few thousand dollars, just a few thousand dollars, you know, it's not like backing into a wall where you just you know cost three grand. You know, you got to keep in mind like. If they ain't making rock, that costs money. Right. Or sand or whatever yeah. they were doing over there. That'd be like shutting our fleet down. Right. Right? Just yeah. shut the fleet down for two hours. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't want to be compensated. Absolutely. So, Unless it was LG that did it to us. We'd forgive them. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Get that good mojo going. You know, I got to point out, too, the driver was devastated. Oh, yeah. uh, the driver just, you know... All the things that we think about when we screw up, that's what was the driver was exhibiting and yeah. talking about. Like, I should have known better. Why did I do that? I wasn't thinking. All of those things. But again, everybody, that's hindsight. Yep. Everybody knows that hindsight is twenty twenty. Yep. So stop and think before you do something. Yeah, we barely you needed know. to speak. I know. It was yeah. like, yep, yep. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. You're right. You should have. You're right. Yep. Yep. Should have, could have, would have. Yep. And, and and we all do that too. We you know we analyze what we did wrong, and and that part is great. We all need to learn from those mistakes. We all need to move forward and do it better the next time. But let's try to do it the first time. I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> think ahead. Stop and think before you do. Right. Yep. yep. Follow just, your gut sometimes more mm -hmm. yeah if you think you should do something you should probably go do that instead of doing what came to you second yeah. second like oh i should drive around no i should back up no you should drive around <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so but um getting back to the reporting of all incidents immediately there is a honesty factor to that as well if you have an accident and we don't know about it and then we got to find out about it on our own and do an investigation, it just kind of puts a bad taste in our mouth. You know, you want to you wanna just fess up your mess up right away. Um, we've seen and, and heard a lot. We've done a lot of things ourselves where we've had to fess up our mess up. So just know, I mean, we're not like other companies. We are more understanding. If there's a problem, just tell us what happened. You know, just be honest and come to us and be like, hey, this is what happened, you know, I'm ready to face the music, not we need to do an investigation three or four days later and try to figure it out. For sure. Yeah. Could be a learned response to Jam, where you, that's kind of how you've done it the, the whole life because of how you've been treated or your relationships or anything like that. And, to, you know, to be around a company that's 
you know, or, or any of us, it's going to take the time to figure out what really went on and, you know, can this be corrected or this is something that just, you know, not, not going to work. Right. You know? And yeah, there's so much to contribute it to it. And I, I, you know, I would have thought through all the podcasts, people, you know, everybody would learn what, what we're about, you know, the, you know, it sounds like a, just a saying, you know, fess up your mess up, but no, that's what, you fess it up and we can deal with it. Right. You know, the, the thing with the hitting the, the conveyor, that was a, we were immediately notified that and just being able to send JR up there and jump on that and telling the company and working with the company, you know, we fessed up our messed up. That might take us so far with LG right. that they don't charge us for the production because, but if we would have not said something, LG would have went, well, what do these guys care? Let's just charge them, mm-hmm. you know? And we don't, we don't right. know that yet, you know? And, you know, Super Day, when you both were talking about not backing up and, and making that decision, that's just where you, you just take a few minutes and go, okay, here's my choices, mm-hmm. or what, what do they talk about on the podcast, or what, what does everybody talk about? Because being there at a plant, there doesn't mean there couldn't have been a person on the ground mm-hmm. walking the belt. Getting crushed. Yep. Because that when we did hit the belt, we cut the electric line and hit the safety and shut the plant down. And it is exactly set up for that instance. Yep. You know, if something serious happened, whether it might be somebody caught in it, you hit the belt, it shuts the plant down, mm-hmm. it does all that. So it, it worked, but it's just the, you know, the few minutes of slowing up and taking that choice, making that choice, which is, which is hard sometimes, you know. Yeah, good point. I had a pastor used to say, you always have two deals on the table. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which one are you going to pick? So. Yeah, but sometimes that's just driven by by fear. I don't, I don't know. Some, I, 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 I just really hope that the sometimes the, the fess up your mess up is just because you're really afraid. Mm-hmm. And when you go into that position, that, that state, you're trying to protect everything, including your job, and you're just not not making the be- best decisions because of the fear. And I and I get that. Yeah. You know, Jim, it takes us way back years ago at the safety meetings we talked about paradigm we, and you know the dude on the train with the mm. kids out of control and stuff. You just don't know that person's life and what they're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, you you're not walking in their footsteps, yeah. right? You know, I can't even usually tell that story without getting <laughs> right. broke up because they don't they you, know, you don't know what everybody's going through yep. you know but on, on you know on the other hand a lot of times in our industry we see what everybody's going through <laughs> and you're just like ah that was just a bad decision yeah. you know and you there's a lot of that isn't there you, you know but that and we're but, all guilty well all guilty yeah all guilty yeah mm-hmm. yeah all right one thing i'd ask like everybody to do if you can was personal request from me is be specific on your time off requests especially the early offs right if you need an early off for late start and you just put in 10 a.m you know and the time started i don't know if you need to leave at 10 i don't know if you're coming in at 10 um the more information we could get on that the easier it is when i mean we're all busy you know and to have to call drivers to find out if they're coming or going at 10 it just takes time out of your day you know, mm-hmm. you could just take take an extra 10 seconds yourself, make a note in the remarks so we know what you're looking for. Moving on, uh, dispatch. This is a request from them. CMEX drivers must get a CMEX ticket every round. 
If you do not have a CMEX ticket, you must contact the CMEX scale house. If we do not have a CMEX ticket, we do not get paid for the load. Reminder, the CMEX scale opens at 6 a.m., so please do not arrive at CMEX before 6 a.m. So far, we've had three tickets not paid by CMEX due to driver error. And I bet we paid the driver, though. The third one was last Wednesday. If the driver, re- It's the driver's responsibility to get the ticket from CMEX. If you have any problems, keep please contact the CMEX scale. There is a button slash call button on the scale. We must have documentation for every load, which is why you cannot arrive before 6 a.m. because there is no supported CMEX to help. Again, contact dispatch if you have any questions. Do the radios work up there from that location? The company radios? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I heard anybody calling from Lions. They might on Channel 3, you guys. Mm -hmm. Channel 3 would always work best up north, like in Fort Collins and Loveland. Um, We don't use it very much at all because we really don't go to Loveland very much. But Channel 3 might work up there. Yeah, bottom line is you can't haul a load without a ticket. Right. Yeah, especially with all the software we're using now. Right. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, you've got to have a ticket. Our next segment is called Dinner with the Dems. I'm gonna let <laughs> dinner with the dips. I'm gonna let brother. Dip, wow. I'm gonna let brother Dave take this one. <laughs> That's funny. That's it. I love that. That yeah. So, just I thought it was a cute little story. I was gonna put it in shout outs, but I mean either way, it's a it'll be a conversation. I'm sure. But uh, Chili Dog, aka Alan Martinez, Edward Cabral, and Andrick uh, Andrade. Yeah, Andrade. Thanks, it's not Dave. Andrade. <laughs> Up the way I say it. Clearly. <laughs> Be quiet over there, Balake. Aaron. <laughs> anyway, they were they were over for the insurance meeting yesterday afternoon, right? From from yard twenty three. And I don't get to see those guys very often, so I I jumped up. I like giving Alan a hard time, you know, I don't see him that often. And uh just a good guy and obviously Edward and, and Andrick is becoming, you know, definitely go to Yeah. People, I mean, that's that's like a, a pretty good little trio right there. And anyway, we just got to chatting, and and of course, politics came up, and I I almost kind of feel like it was almost a little bit on them. I know you weren't there in the beginning, uh-huh. Jim, but you know, you you like wet my appetite, and I start going right, and and here we go with the politics. And man, I got such a kick out of it because they were talking that they went to dinner. They had their first like out of work get together, right? Yeah. And they they went to dinner. And then it was funny, on their own, they brought up they were meeting some Dems. And I'm like, wow, that I don't feel that would have come up if it wasn't for listening to this podcast, right? Yeah. I don't think the average person talks about it. And it was it was so cool to hear their take on on what was going on. And I just I just loved the conversation. It's creating the conversation, right? And you know, I teased him if the Dems were drinking Bud Light. I don't know if they were or not. <laughs> and uh, I hey just man, leave my Bud Light out of it, <laughs> would you? It's good stuff. Oh, uh, anyway, yeah. I just it felt good that they're conversating about it. They're having the talk. You know, Andrake brought up the hospital. You know, having to pay a million dollar fine that hasn't even opened yet. Huh. You know, and and does that make sense? And I'm like, no. You know, it doesn't. And, you know, one of the things I didn't touch on is how many businesses are going to leave Colorado because of that? Right. 
right? Uh, is is our clean air helping us or hurting us at a certain point? You know, when Polis and his Clean Clean Air Act, because that is just Polis's Clean Air Act. That's that's him. That's your our governor creating these rules and regulations. He's put a team together that says, "Hey, we're going to put greenhouse gas emissions on buildings now, and if you don't meet it, here's what it's going to cost." You know, so will will hotels downtown be like, "Hey, we we can't meet this emissions requirement. It's going to be a million dollar fine. Let's just close that." We don't, yeah. we don't need to do business in Colorado. I was asking Jim over the weekend, I was like, well, what about the hotels that the city bought? And then Jim mentioned to me that the city showed, even the city of Denver showed up at the last meeting to say, we, we can't we, afford we, this. We can't even do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, they're they're talking about the ski slope. Ah, the name just escaped me. I just saw it in my Monarch. mind. Monarch? Huh? No, not it? Monarch. Uh, it's an old one. Purgatory. 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 Thank there you, Dave. Yeah, I mean, they're one of the first ski slopes that opened here in Colorado umpteen hundred years ago, right? And they're just talking about closing. They're just like, man, because what they will be fined, it's not even an option to get close to what they're going to be required to have. And it just, it saddens me. And that's, that's you know, and that's where I told these guys, do you vote? You know, yeah, you have to vote and you have to talk to people about that. And I guess that's my shout out is they're talking about it. I, I hope they're able to spread that word and that information. And I'm just, for me, it, it felt like a small little personal victory. So yeah, Chili Dog, Edward, Andrick, uh, thank you guys. You know, keep talking, talk to your family, talk to your friends, talk to people about it. And, you know, hopefully you're not bitching to them like I'm sounding like I bitch every week about it, but it's important and it's i don't know where the clean air is going to stop crushing our costs and what it's what it could possibly do to us and i i don't mean us as in jfw the state so anyway yeah shout out to you guys good job, good job. yep and they're the ones that brought up the Dems on their own. So I don't know who they were meeting yeah maybe it was their wives <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe they have split household yeah, uh, it's funny. Do you guys have anything else for the discussion? All right. Rick Ray wants to know if we have any more uh, Yard 23 updates. <laughs> Yard 23 updates. Yep. Uh, well, we're putting up a, a temporary building over there. Yeah. There's, a, there's no. an update. Yeah. No, the boys have been working hard on yeah. that. We're, we're If he's talking about the new building, we're, we're still... I mean, we're in the middle of it. We're trying to get our traffic study completed. That was a kind of a small disaster that we're working through with them because they didn't know our hours of service and the study that they wanted to turn in was completely wrong. So, because they didn't know the hours we operated. They thought we left the yard with, you know, the fleet would be leaving the yard over there at 7 a.m. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, no, no. If there's trucks in the yard at six, we got a problem. You know, so huh. yeah. Anyway, yeah, and what time they come back to the yard and just all of those things adds into all the problems that they had written. You know, they wanted a street light put in, a, a turn lane added, mm. striping out on Colorado Boulevard, and I'm like, whoa, what? Wow. So yeah. Huh. yeah, so that's next hoop. We'll see. We'll see what's next after the next hoop, right? <laughs> gotcha. Well, there you go, Rick. I got three questions from Vince Meekins. The first one, why don't we run super singles on the tractors or the wide base tires? 
can't get any mileage out of them. We've tried it. Yep. yep. Doesn't matter if you do a high horsepower or low horsepower. And they are, if you are in snow, they are uh, a lot slicker. Mm, makes sense. They truly yeah, you are. You can't get any traction. Yeah. Even uh, in the dirt, you know, off at the plants or pits. Excuse right. me. Right. The pits. Yeah. Why do we need air to operate our transmissions? Why can't we run regular transmissions also from Vince Meekins? Well, you need air to run a regular transmission as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have over 60 PSI, you can't split it right. on a regular transmission. Um, I, I I hope I don't stick my foot in my mouth. I want to say the Freightliners have electric shifters on the transmissions or had. We're, we're about to get rid of the last five. And Packard's version is just air air to shift them so they have to right. shift internally and they need air pressure for that gotcha what about the allisons we don't have any but those are those air or are those electric don't know those are hydraulic are they I don't know that air or electric yeah hmm. i mean i know they're electric because they have computers on them obviously right. jim but i i don't know what air goes to those that's a good question i can't answer it okay i'd probably take this next question from vince if there are no early loads, can we send an email directing people to get early loads? So the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if you know, what he's saying is if we got a 6 a.m. start time, you know, we, we have a 6 a.m. start time because we don't want people getting early loads. If we wanted earlier loads, we'd have a 5 a.m. and people could go get early loads. Yeah, that question didn't make any sense at all, Jam, when I read it. <laughs> if there's no early loads, we can't direct people to right. go get early loads. Right. Yeah, we don't want you getting early loads. <laughs> the plant's probably stuffed, or there's another reason why we don't want you getting early loads. So, Yeah, I think it's a communication thing. I, I take the question a little bit different because there isn't any early loads, but we're doing Coors anyway. We were supposed to send trucks to CMEX. We had other other routes that we could take. So we are, there is no early loads, but we are directing other people for early loads. So yes, that's what we're doing, Vince. I think if it looks like there is new, though there is no early loads, but other people are out working, I think you might miss, or, you know, I'm taking the question that way, that those are the people doing Coors by chance, or we were, were running CMEX when we didn't have any early loads. It's basically that time of year that you know that's that's we have to control almost everything instead of everybody having a, a, a normal start time of coors cmex the plants all that kind of stuff yeah maybe that's what he was you asking. know honestly too you got to remember if we just let 103 trucks go get a 5 a.m load at fry they'd shut us off the minute we got to the plant <laughs> yeah that's, and, that's and, when the emails start usually yeah right <laughs> And we're, we're a week and a half away from the time. I, I call it the time change for me. You know what I mean? From the uh, winter, winter solstice, hour. right? Oh, oh so yeah. So December yeah. 21st, going to oh, be the shortest wait. daylight day of the year, mm -hmm. right? And we have the least amount of daylight. We start climbing that day. back to spring. Exactly. So, you know, going and getting a load and at 5 a.m. at Fry's and dropping it at the plant by 5.30 or, you know, 5.40 when it's not going to be daylight for another hour. Right? I mean, there's nobody pouring concrete. Well, I can't say that. They set up light stands on these big pours and pour at night all the time. But this time of year, it's just not as common. So the daylight actually slows our days down. It's a, it's a big deal. Well, you know, they do have night pours, but 
they don't have 20 mixers lined up at six o'clock in the morning. Right. You know? Right. Yep. And they do in the summer. Good point. Safety topics of the week. Number one from JR. Let vehicles and people merge onto the highway. Maybe not necessarily on 270 on the on-ramp, but instead of racing to get ahead or possibly creating a bad situation, which can lead into an accident, be courteous and let off your accelerator and just let people merge. The one to 10 seconds it takes to create a safer space for those cars to merge in and letting them speed away from us is better than losing two to three hours of sitting on the side of the road reporting an accident. Not to mention, you'd be losing money sitting there, not only because you lose a load or two, but also potential fines, court dates, which translate to lost time at work and loss of safety bonus. Let's be better, safer, and responsible with how we make and keep our money. Great point, JR. And not to mention the time it takes us to deal with the insurance company and file claims and try to get paid for accidents and stuff like that. So. It's a yeah, snowball effect. Yep. Number two from JR, harsh braking slash harsh turns. As of recently, multiple drivers have brought up the accident mitigation braking system, harshly activating even when they are already braking themselves. You have to realize that the system is based on the sensor in your bumper measuring speed, time, and distance. If that system thinks you are too fast for the time and distance it's taking to slow down, it will activate and give you a harsh brake check. I highly encourage you to increase your following distance and manage your speeds wisely for cars either stopping, merging in, or even turning in front of you so that you don't cause your own harsh brake event and or worse, get into an accident. With the colder weather, there comes reduced traction and visibility with rain, snow, and ice possibly on the ground. Harsh braking in these conditions may have you lose control and have you in a jackknife situation on top of not being able to stop in the time to avoid an accident. Yeah. 10-4. Yeah, good. Go ahead, dude. Yeah, no, some of those accident mitigation, I mean, we're, we've had those on, was it the five peats, Jim? Were those the first five that we had those on the from, long, from a year ago? Yeah, the long nose. Yeah. So we're fairly new to that system. And it's my understanding there are some adjustments available in that, like three stock settings huh. that we may be able to change. And I'd, I mean, I'd take some feedback if somebody is having problems with one and can give us a, a time or an example that it kicked on and we can look at a camera and view it and go, yeah, that shouldn't have done that or... You know, we agree, and then we can see what adjustment we may need to make. I mean, there could, there could be some fine tuning available that we sure. need to create a stock setting mm. that we may not be using right now. So, yeah, if yeah any, Jr. probably has that data right now. Possibly, yeah, he could yeah. probably put something together yeah. for you. Yeah. So, and Jim, didn't you just have that happen on your Denali? When yeah, you tell me, yeah, I mean, it it again, Jam, it does so much, but. Even up on the heads-up display, it gives you the seconds of the car in front of you. I know Dave talked about it a little bit last week, but you, your stock settings, you can you can adjust the how far you are, and it will it kind of like beeps and then breaks hard at you, you know. And I, I was yeah. as you as you read the story, I was thinking. Me and Dave went back to to uh, Michelin at their training area, and it was when they were coming out with the wide-based tire, and they were trying to give you examples of the rolling resistance on the truck. 
and how much better it would corner with the wide base um, overall compared to you know being singled up and you'd go into this corner he'd have you go in this corner and he'd say i want you to go 55 miles an hour and don't let off the brake that was the instructor in the in the truck and it was very hard to do that because i just felt it was too fast in in my bones it was too fast on how i drive uh-huh. and i think that accident mitigation is you get you get numb to how you're driving possibly or you you just you don't know you don't have the experience and I think that's where this mitigation is trying to become a tool that we can use in the future to either help, you know, no matter what, it's making you better. Or if you just, you're not paying attention, you become numb to how you're driving. And that's, mm. that's your checking, you know, your, your, your safety net, I guess. Sure. That makes sense. Here's a thought that mixer truck wouldn't have hit the wheelchair if it had that. I, I thought of that, Dave, and that's the only thing that's, you know, even they just don't register the slow speeds yet, which oh, I think. because you weren't moving. You weren't moving. I wish it would. I wish it had a. Is 25 or 35 the threshold? One of, I, one of those two is I, the. I think it was like 35, Dave, because we were disappointed it was yeah. so high. You know, I thought the same thing on the accident backing into the to the belt, Dave, or even the bend. And, you know, we're talking about cameras. Even if you had the, the little sonars that are in most of our vehicles bumpers sure the backing uh alarm park assist or whatever yeah, yeah that beep you know i mean what would that save us i mean what what do those what do those cost to be to drill those into our tailgate you know the tailgate's not part that's getting material dumped across it can you can you run those you know can we can we do that off our one front corner where we're, where it's a blind spot that it beeps at mm-hmm. you and i know and i know we do we already do have the supposed to be the blind spotter mm-hmm. you know but then- yeah those i don't jim i gotta tell you those are a little bit hit and miss for me because mm-hmm. a lot of the trucks when you turn your blinker on they beep at you whether there's something there or whether there's not so two things does that say oh i better have a better look at it or is it the boy crying wolf saying bah! That thing beeps at me every time. I'm I, not going to even pay attention. Exactly. You become numb to it. Because yeah. the, the last time I drove, Dave, when I flipped it on, it went off. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, am I missing something? And it picked up the guardrail. And posts. It, uh, yeah. Because it was yeah, the height. Posts that, and everything. Yeah, the height. Yeah. And the minute I got past the guardrail, it quit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, oh, so so do you, ignore, you know, oh, you learn to ignore it. Just like you're saying. You're, mm-hmm. So it cried wolf and you ignored it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely catch twenty two there. Yeah, got tips and tricks from Ray Davis. He wants to talk about nighttime and early morning driving in the dark. No matter how safe of a driver you are, there is not much you can do about other drivers on the road or wildlife for that matter. Both wildlife and now homeless on the side and crossing the roads and freeways freeways have a tendency to come out of nowhere, which can be bad news for those driving at night or early in the morning before the sun comes up. Though you cannot necessarily prevent an animal or impaired driver from crossing your path, you can control how you react to it. By remaining vigilant and keeping your eyes peeled on the road ahead of you, you can give yourself adequate time to prepare and act accordingly. One tip is to make sure not only your windows and mirrors are clean, make sure your headlights are clean, also giving you the most light to see. Also, dimming your lights on your dashboard so they are not so bright and taking focus off the road in front of you. Don't turn them off, 
but just dim them enough so that you can see everything on your dash. And most of all, eliminate the phone distraction. Make sure you know where you're going, your GPS is set, and your music is set before you leave the yard. Hope all is well with the JFW family, friends, and listeners. Remember, safety has no blind spot. Look and lean. Sit up in your stool. Don't be a fool. Much love and respect. Always, Ray Ray 0013. Yeah, I love those. I mean, first of all, his tips and tricks are getting better. It was a great one, wasn't it? Yeah. I loved yeah. it. And uh, I'm a big proponent of dimming your lights on the dashboard like i like when it's nighttime i like to be those as low as possible so i can still see my speed and stuff but i'm not getting that glare bothering my eyes right maybe it's an age thing i don't know Hmm. i wanted to throw this out there too and i was thinking about this driving in this morning everybody needs to be aware your eyes get tired at the end of the day Hmm. and i know i'm an old guy that wears glasses and stuff but it's dark out and you've been driving for probably 10 hours. Your eyes are not focusing or registering as well as they do like first thing in the morning. So be aware that even though you don't feel tired, your eyes are tired after driving for 10 hours. And, and you know, think about that when you're going through an intersection or you see pedestrians on the sidewalk, or you're, you know, you're, you're judging your turn, all of those things. Um, be extra careful. Take Take uh, two extra seconds to double check because your eyes might miss something. Agreed. Absolutely, Dave. What you got for a high road hauling today, Soup? Man, don't widen the plate, Jam. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> One time in about 2017. No, 16. <laughs> I, I don't even think you were here in 16. I wasn't. But, uh, yeah, so I was just looking through my past high road haulings and – um, I did actually have a new one ready to go, but this one just hit home with me, literally. And I, I thought it would plate. be, yep, <laughs> I thought it would be great to share it with everybody again because it, it's something that we all need to be aware of, not only for ourselves, but for our families and, and others around us. But <clears throat> the story is uh, starting in Nashville, Tennessee, During the first week of January in 1996, more than 4,000 baseball coaches descended upon the Opryland Hotel for the 52nd annual ABCA convention, which I do believe is a baseball coaching convention, Um, but they do have that annually. While I waited in line to register with the hotel staff, I heard the other more veteran coaches rumbling about the lineup of speakers scheduled to present during the weekend. One name in particular kept resurfacing and always with the same sentiment. John Skolinos is here. Oh man, worth every penny of my airfare. So who the hell is John Skolinos? (laughs) No matter, I was just happy to be there. In 1996, Coach Skolinos was 78 years old and five years retired from college coaching, a career that began in 1948. Wow. So he shuffled to the stage to an impressive standing ovation, wearing a dark polyester uh, pants, a light blue shirt, and a string around his neck from which hung home plate, a full-sized stark white home plate. Seriously, I wondered, who the hell is this guy? (laughs) After speaking for 25 minutes, not once mentioning the prop hanging around his neck, 
Coach Scolinos appeared to notice the snickering going on amongst the coaches. Even those who knew Coach Scolinos um, had to wonder exactly where he was going with this or if he had simply forgotten about the home plate because he was so old and he got up there and forgot about it. Well, then finally, he says, you're probably all wondering why I'm wearing home plate around my neck. Or maybe you think I escaped from Camarillo State Hospital. He said, his voice grinning ir- irresistible, which I looked up and that meant irritated. Mm. Yeah. So I laughed along with the others, acknowledging the possibility. And he says, no, I may be old, but I'm not crazy. The reason I stand before you today is to share with you, baseball people, what I've learned in my life, what I've learned about home plate in my 78 years. So several hands went up when Scolinas asked how many Little League coaches were in the room. And he asked them, do you know how wide home plate is in Little League? After a pause, someone offered 17 inches, and they answered more in a question than as an answer. And he says, that's right. How about in Babe Ruth? Any Babe Ruth coaches in the house? And after another long pause, 17 inches came as a guess. That's right, Scolino said. Now, how many high school coaches do we have in the room? Hundreds of hands shut up, and then, and a pattern began to appear. How wide is home plate? 17 inches, they said, sounding a little bit more confident. You're right, Scolino sparked. And, and you college coaches, how wide is home plate in college? 17 inches, everybody said in unison. Any minor league coaches out there? How wide is home plate in pro ball? 17 inches. Right. He, he barked back. And uh, 17 inches, he confirmed, his voice bellowing off the walls. And what do they do with a big league pitcher who can't throw the ball over 17 inches? Pause. They send him to Pocatello, he hollered, and that drew raucous laughter, which I'm guessing is the back down into the minors because mm-hmm. <laughs> he, can't, he can't throw a strike. <clears throat> what do they do? Uh, what they don't do is this. They don't say, oh, that's okay, Jimmy. You can't, <laughs> 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 you can't hit 17-inch target. We'll make it 18 inches or 19 inches. We'll make it 20 inches so you have a better chance of hitting it. If you can't hit that, let us know and we'll make it still wider. 25 inches. And then everybody paused. What do you do when our best player shows up late to practice? When our team rules forbid facial hair and the guy shows up unshaven? What if he gets caught drinking? Do we hold him accountable or do we change the rules to fit him? Do we widen home plate? The chuckles gradually faded as 4,000 coaches grew quiet, the fog lifting as the old coach, coach's message began to unfold. He turned the plate towards himself and using a sharpie began to draw something. When he turned it towards the crowd, pointed up, a house was revealed, complete with freshly drawn doors and two windows. This is the problem in our homes today, with our marriages, with the way we parent our kids, with our discipline, We don't teach accountability to our kids, and there is no consequence for failing to meet standards. We widen the plate. Then to the point, then he pointed to the top of the house and he added a small American flag. 
This is the problem in our schools today. The quality of our education is going downhill fast, and teachers have been stripped of the tools that they need to be successful and to educate and discipline our young people. We are allowing others to widen home plate. And where is that getting us? And then silence. He replaced the flag with a cross. And this is the problem in the church, where powerful people in positions of authority have taken advantage of young children, only to have such an atrocity swept under the rug for years. Our church leaders are widening home plate. I was amazed at the baseball convention where I expected to learn something about curveballs and bunting and how to run better practices. I had learned something more valuable from an old man with home plates strung around his neck. I had learned something about life, about myself, about my own weaknesses, and about my responsibilities as a leader. I had to hold myself and others accountable to that which I knew to be right lest our families, our faith, and our society continue down an undesirable path. If I am lucky, Coach Scolinos concluded, you will remember one thing from this old coach today. It is this, if we fail to hold ourselves to a higher standard, a standard of what we know to be right, if we fail to hold our spouses and our children to that same standard, if we are unwilling or unable to provide a consequence when they do not meet the standard, and if our schools and churches and our government fail to hold themselves accountable to those they serve, there is but one thing to look forward to. And with that, he held the home plate in front of his chest and turned it around and revealed its dark backside. Dark days ahead, he said. Coach Scolinos died in 2009 at age of 91, but not before touching the lives of hundreds of players and coaches, including mine. Meeting him at my first ABCA convention kept me returning year after year looking for a similar wisdom and inspiration from other coaches. He is the best clinic speaker the ABA, ABCA has ever known because he was so much more than a baseball coach. His message was clear. Coaches, keep your players, no matter how good they are, your own children, and most of all, keep yourself at 17 inches. I like it. Good stuff. Yep. Yeah. Accountability, baby. Yeah. That remind. well, first of all, I apologize for the background noise. We got some construction going on here. But that reminded me, uh, Mikey's been telling me about the uh, Philadelphia Flyers coach. He'll bench anybody. It could be their, their million-dollar player. He doesn't care. And uh, I guess he took one of the stars out of the game, and he got ridiculed for that. And he said, well, he wasn't playing, so I thought he'd enjoy watching. <laughs> Final thoughts, everybody. Yeah how how old was the? Would you say 2016, Dave? That that article that you 1996, read? which was so long ago. I was surprised he was talking about government and all of those things that we talk about today. And it was 1996. It, exactly. But when did the last time you thought you read it? Oh, 16? I I had it in 2016. 16. Yeah. So think about from 2016 to to now, how relative even more. And I know he was like you're talking about all the things he was talking about. But you know, we've three presidents. We've been through COVID. We 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 not sure how what we identify as all the different changes because we just keep widening that plate, right? Absolutely. I and, thought that, Jim, and I was like, I got to read this again. Everybody. It's okay. No, well, you know what? No, it's not okay. 
Yeah, yeah, and you, you know, it, I don't know about a, a positive final thought, but it's it's like the you know showing up on time. You know, oh, I was just two minutes late. You know, do we need to widen the plate for that? You know, or I didn't do my post trip or pre trip. Oh, it's okay. We're we're gonna widen the plate. Ah. You know, you can you can take that any place you want to go. You and, bet. And you know these these are the rules and and what do we have to do about it? You know, and uh, my original final thought was just you know being over the last few weeks where you talk about or where I talk about and more more keep saying about it is the you know the the what ifs being an advocate for yourself being proactive all that kind of stuff and I and I wanted to just end it if you if you guys hopefully take some time and do that with your your health insurance you know and your dental and your vision and your you know for the guys that that want to purchase it your your short term and your long term, you know, all that has to be part of your your thoughts about your future, no matter what age you are. And as you're as those thoughts are going to change, whether you're a young person and what insurance you want, or whether you're an older person and want to think about what you need, you know. And so, just just be an advocate for yourself and be proactive on on some of your decisions. Take take the time and take advantage to what's out there on the on the on the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Like it. Brother Dave? Yeah. No, so I've got, uh, I, I kind of got scrambled thoughts, so I, I'm trying to put the pieces together. But, you know, we took the truck trip last week over to Indiana and checked out those three trucks, which we are trying to purchase the three trucks, and then we'll have to have truck bodies put on them, provided the information we're waiting on, you know, the health checks, come back on the engines, okay, we'll move forward with the engine or with the trucks. And uh, I guess one of the things that we talked about while we were back there is Indiana's roads were incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were on one one highway that was torn up and rough, and it was under construction. Oh. Like, they were fixing it. You know oh. what I mean? And their rough version makes 270. Oh, my gosh, yeah. There's no comparison between the two, and they were repairing what what they thought was a rough road and just how clean it was and... I don't think we ever stumbled across one homeless person, no trash anywhere. It was just, it's just a clean, different feel back there in a Midwestern state. And I, I guess it makes me wonder what changed here in Colorado. You know, and I, I can, you know, point out one thing for sure is that the the government there, they're they're Republican. They're, I don't think they like to widen the plate, Dave. That's my two cents on that, right? And, uh, you know, ironically, Kendrick sent to me this morning a a clip from Ronald Reagan in 1964. It's actually a black and white video. I mean, that was five years before I was born. In 1964, Reagan was complaining about the parties. And he said, there is no left or right. And I love this, man. I just, I love this. I love the Reagan quotes, man. There is or should be no left or right. There should only be up or down. And we should all aspire to go up. And he said, unfortunately, your government thinks they can do it better than you can for yourself. And I I mean, I just, it kills me. Aren't we better at controlling our own destiny than they are? Shouldn't we be in control of that? Right. You know, and, 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 you know, I'm not, I'm not putting any of the thoughts together well, but, you know, I, I tie some of the homeless. I've complained about that, that our homeless increased when we uh, uh, legalized marijuana here in Colorado. Well, marijuana is not legal back there in Indiana. 
mm-hmm. right? I, I I brought it up, you know, several months ago. My wife and I got to go back to see our son in college there, and we got to go to one of the football games on campus. And we were, it was after the game. We'd been there for a, a day and a half amongst tens of thousands of people. And pretty soon I, I like stopped in my tracks and I'm like, wait a minute. Smell that? It just dawned on me. I've, I haven't smelled. And it was a person that happened to walk by with a cigarette. And then I was like, I had the aha moment like, wait a minute, I haven't smelled any pot. I've been here two days and I haven't smelled any pot. And Sam just immediately pipes up, oh, it's illegal. He said, you get caught here on campus with it. It is not pretty. Mm. You know what I mean? They've had a few kids that have been busted and they're like, Psh, they're they're Damn. out. And uh, I, I I just, I don't know. It, it makes me wonder how everything goes together and plays together and how the government right now currently in Colorado is just, they're controlling us and I don't feel it's for the better. And I'll, I'll get off my soapbox at that. Please vote. Soup. Anything else? No, I about <clears throat> got it covered with uh, don't widen your plate. Hold yourself accountable and then hold others around you accountable as well. That is such a great one. You can right. almost read that one once a month. <laughs> Remind everybody. Uh, I'm going to leave you with the quote of the day. Peace does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise, trouble, or hard work. Peace means to be in the midst of all those things and still be calm in your heart. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Channel 23 podcast. Hit that follow button. Also, don't forget to go back and listen to episode 72 to help find Amber's mom. Links to her story will be in the description of today's podcast as well. Let's say the creed and get on out of here. Nice. Together we, we face, face and overcome overcome all that stands before us. Together, Together we are accident-free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. And together we are the JFW family. All right. Right on. Have a great day, everybody. See you everybody next week. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-truckin' down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-lookin' for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a truckin' down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. There's a couple million tons to move I see them everywhere So you best get out their way And watch that sand and gravel disappear There's another run to make We gotta get it there on time And we got what it takes To lay it all out on the line Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load.
bright, shiny red trucks Got the best drivers in town They've got all the tools they need To keep that hammer down When they hit them scales They won't need to dodge them Won't need to duck them They just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel truck in Keep that hammer down And keep that diesel truck in See those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a truckin' down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a lookin' for another load. They just keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats. Cause those customers are callin' and those red trucks can't be beat. They gotta put the hammer down and pick up another load. Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road. Keep them eyes open on the road. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, Breaker 23, anybody got a copy on that Channel 23 podcast? Welcome, and thanks for listening.